0: Hi there, Michael here, and we're back to break down episode 10 of LEGO Masters on my podcast, Talk Bricks Masters, which is the only LEGO Masters podcast made for Earth's mightiest heroes. I can't wait to break down this Marvel-themed episode with former contestants Mel and Corey, just like I break down the weekly LEGO news on my YouTube channel, Talk Bricks. We're getting close to the end game here in the LEGO Masters season, and I can't wait to keep bringing you more and more content. And up next in your podcast feed will be my exit interviews from Episode 9 and 10. Plus, I'll be back for the next episode where we'll break everything down with another panel of former LEGO Masters contestants. Between all that, the postseason, and of course the Christmas special, we've got a lot in store. So be sure you're subscribed to make sure you don't miss out on anything. And with all that out of the way, let's jump into this episode recap. Wow, what another marvelous episode of LEGO Masters. And of course, I had to bring an equally marvelous uh, you know, Earth's mightiest Lego master, as some would say, to to help me break down this episode, uh, back from season one, we've got contestant Mel Brown. Say hello to everyone.
1: Hey everyone, thanks for have, having me back here, Michael. I'm excited about this episode, my man.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And of course, I imagine equally excited. Also from season one, former contestant Corey Samuel.
2: Say hello to everyone. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I was going to boycott this episode if I was not on. Yeah. <laughs> so I am happy to be here.
0: <laughs> well, I, I can't afford to lose any li- listenership let alone great guests that i've had um but uh you know i think when it, when i knew there was a marvel themed episode honestly i had to think of mel and Corey. you can't see it at home but corey has got like avengers marvel hulk all these things in his backdrop uh just like all over his room and i know mel you know w- when we saw him at Brickworld, he had a doctor strange in the multiverse of madness mock right. with friends so like this is the Marvel crew for sure. So, kicking that off, you know, Corey, what was your high level takeaway from this
2: episode? Oh man, so uh, let's let's start off with this. I, I I love my season of of Lego Masters, but when they announced that this was going to be a Marvel episode, season three automatically became the 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 greatest season of Lego Masters. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you know, it's it, it it was. It was so awesome to see that because from our season, we had the Star Wars. Um, yeah. you know, we had the Star Wars dedicated episode and then uh, we didn't see anything for um, for season two. And then season three got Jurassic Park. And now they have Marvel, uh, such a huge property in the world. And, you know, to be able to uh, recreate some iconic battle scenes. Um, with all those Lego, oh my gosh! This 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 became my favorite challenge. Um, if I was ever to come back, I would love to do a challenge like this. Um, this was such a great challenge. So so much fun, so much energy, and um, you know, just paying homage to uh, to Marvel, which is uh, one of the biggest uh, movie juggernauts in the, for the last decade now. So um, you know, they picked the right property to do this challenge and the right team to do it as well.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh! And there's just so much that they could pull from. You know. They, they could do a Marvel episode every episode and still have movies and TV shows and such they haven't covered. But Mel, uh, I know, like I said, you're a big Marvel fan. What did you think of this one?
1: Oh, man, this this episode was definitely out of sight. Like, oh, my goodness. If if I was <laughs> Eagle Master standing there and they announced this, I think I would have wet my pants.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, because this is, and that's like my, my favorite theme all. Like, it's, it's, it's superheroes, Marvel superheroes all day every day yeah. i can't
0: get enough of it oh uh, well i i guess you wouldn't be the only one you know close to you know having an accident because we heard emily when like one hour was called or whatever it was one minute and she said she almost did that too so uh you wouldn't be alone i guess in the lego masters family there but yes i mean i'm a huge huge marvel fan i you know obviously i, I hang on there every every last breath to get more content from them and i've been collecting all the marvel sets ever since the theme was relaunched with uh lego marvel superheroes so I have, I'm pretty sure almost all of them. If not, maybe I'm missing two of the four plus sets but I don't think those count Um, so yes I would have been just like Crash in this episode you know Steven Crash I would have uh, been so excited for this one and it definitely seemed like the contestants were too you know Will said in the intro it's now time to put your superpowers to the ultimate test and we Mm -hmm. see the reveal of the posters we see the big Lego Marvel sign which I of course said you know maybe that belongs in Corey's room you know maybe they should give that to Corey but uh, (laughs) and then of course these pedestals with each of the superhero minifigures as will says welcome to the lego cinematic universe i of course thought the lego C- cinematic universe was the lego movies lego batman movie okay i'm wrong Nope. so here <laughs> in the lcu i'll serve as your nick fury guiding you through a blockbuster build brick building challenge that's so incredible this episode will be three and a half hours long with two sequels just so we can tell the story and as he called upon his brick masters brick masters assemble we see Amy and Jamie come out and they strike, you know, classic superhero poses. Jamie oh, uh, you know, la- lands down in you know what Deadpool coined like the superhero landing. Uh, and listen, when Jamie does anything, I can't <laughs> help but think it's adorable. Like he's he's just the sweetest man. I I just I can't get enough of him. And obviously Amy throws her hands up. She looks like the Scarlet Witch, which, you know, fun fact if you follow her on Instagram, she was the Scarlet Witch for Halloween last year. So um yes, that, that that felt like an Easter egg to me. But uh, yeah. I mean, certainly I think the hype was huge in this challenge. Everyone there almost seemed to be a Marvel fan uh in, in a big way, but in this challenge, I think they were also tasked with quite a lot. Uh, So this week, they're building some of the most epic battle scenes from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, showcasing a frozen moment of impact. Each team will bring a scene to life with Lego bricks, and they're across all the movies. We'll get into that. Uh, But essentially, these are iconic and memorable scenes. So we want you to stay authentic to the reference material and accurately recreate them in brick form, Amy said. And, you know, uh, we also found out that this is the last chance that Brendan and Greg, who are holding the... Lego master's equivalent of an infinity stone, the golden brick, as Will said, it's the last time they could use it. So we already sort of know here that Brendan and Greg are safe. And this is exactly like, you know, uh, the superhero challenge in your season, you know, the good versus evil challenge where Boone and Mark had, who had been holding onto the golden brick forever are going to be safe. Uh, and, uh, so we really only know, so we really know essentially there are only four teams that are like competing to lose, let's say not (laughs) necessarily, um, you know, uh, Competing, or I should say competing for safety, not to lose um, yeah. this time around. And there's five minifigures on the podiums that correspond to each of the film. And they're, they have to run in there and grab it. And we talked about this with the dog-themed episode. But I sort of feel like the free-for-all for the minifigures sort of feels like, um, like a little reckless. Uh, and, and certainly you know, like I, I wouldn't want anyone to break anything. You know, not everyone can run as fast as, you know, Liam who's 18 or, you know, whoever, whatever it might be. Oh, so
2: crash. Um, That's man, gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So wheels, this,
1: man, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. You never uh, underestimate a Lego master when they want to get something, uh, how fast yeah. that they're willing to go. But this one also seems like a fun departure time-wise because they have 12 hours to do it, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Um, which I, which I was very, very excited about. Um, yeah. But yeah, So out of the five different scenes, there was Thor awakening his power in Thor Ragnarok, Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange saving America Chavez in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Drax jumping into the abolisks mouth in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Shang-Chi fighting the Dweller in Darkness in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And Captain Marvel stopping Ronan's attack in Captain Marvel. So, Mel, you know, you're waiting at the starting line of, a, of an apparent upcoming race towards minifigures. Which one are you heading towards? Like, which one of these seemed like the most exciting one to take on?
1: I'm definitely leaning towards the Doctor Strange, right? You know, because I, I could definitely work with that cityscape, stuff like that. Uh, I am very disappointed. There's no Spider-Man. There's no Iron Man. Like, you know, yeah. where that. very disappointed, but I would have definitely went for the Doctor Strange because I, I, you know, I'm easily, I can easily build those buildings in the cityscape real quick.
0: Yep, for sure. Yeah, we know you're a city guy and, uh, and you've also done a mock on this, so you'd probably be very prepared. Uh, but Corey, I guess if it was up to you, which one of these stands out for you?
2: Man, I, I, I was like this because, yeah, I, w- I probably would have went for that Doctor Strange too, just just for that that spinning blade I would have oh my gosh I would have made that thing spinning it would have been cool but um my second choice would have definitely been um the awakening of Thor's power that scene was very iconic even in the movies they slowed that scene down so you can milk it in and drink it in and uh just capturing that very moment at impact you know I I think that would have been a very fun uh recreation to do
0: yeah well it's tough like I guess when you're looking at these stills you want to have enough to work with and stuff that you know you can get done, but maybe not too much to work with. And so I, I actually think that the one that sort of stood out to me the most was the was Drax jumping into the Abolisks mouth in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. 2, just because I felt like that, you know, th- there's enough like um, color and other things that you know work in Lego Masters. Um, so that's what it was down to me. But, you know, later on in the episode, when there was a check in, we get a few more thoughts from the Brick Masters about what this challenge entails. It basically, you know, Jamie says it's really about creating that illusion of that energy in the scene without us getting distracted by any of the supports or the way ways they create the magic and amy says our teams have to capture the epic movie moment that we've given them in the reference image so it's about it's like a recreation challenge kind of like similar to the dog challenge that we saw earlier where they've got to you know nail it but i think also as we know building dynamism and and movement and energy in lego can be quite challenging you know, so Mel, what do you think like as you're as you're like game planning, maybe if it was you and Jermaine game planning at the start of this challenge, what would you be trying to keep in mind to make sure that you could bring some of that to bricks that are somewhat standard and square?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I would definitely even though. It's it's a pause like a like a, I guess a screenshot of this yeah. cinematic scene. Uh, movement is imperative. Like uh, Corey just said, I would have probably had that 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 uh that Doctor Strange uh, magic wheel way that saw he saws down the half of the bus. I would have had that moving or spinning by some power, power um
0: Ooh.
1: up or something like that, some lights on that thing because there's lights everywhere and all types of that magic. Um lights on the bus, lights in the building, because I saw that Stephen and Stephen did the facades of the building, which save you a lot of time, but sure. adding lights to that would have probably, you know, kind of popped it just a little bit further, like you're taking it another, another level things like that would definitely be uh, uh, set you af- a- a- apart from, you know, the, the challenge you know, the challenges. So,
0: yeah. Well, it's interesting. We didn't see any team do any motion. I wonder, is it because this is meant to be a still, uh, I wonder if there was like some criteria around motion. I mean, who knows, yeah. uh, but I think that would have definitely been a good idea, but yeah, I think this is just um, it's, it's a lot tougher than you think, especially like to, to nail it, to recreate something very specifically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, Corey, you did a lot of, you know, sculpting. You know, when you were on the show, especially sculpting on the back half of a pinata, which is probably harder than a Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, you know, challenge. But you know, what do you think when it comes to recreating, like, like getting it right? What, you know, what comes to your mind in terms of the challenge there?
2: I mean, I, I feel like the challenge is a little bit easier when it comes to the creative aspect because mm-hmm. when we're when we're creating something, pretty much out of our mind you know, the further you go along in the season, you start to get a, a creative block and, you, and yeah. you start to kind of re, you kind of dip back into something that you did before. With this particular challenge, you're looking at a still. So automatically you can look at the still and kind of get an idea of how you're going to recreate certain areas, but you don't really know how it's going to look once you start building it. Like uh, for example, with um, Nick and Stacy when they had to create that wave, it didn't look like much at first because it was just like, they were just putting the blocks down and it's like, well, how do we create this wave and you're looking at the wave. And you only have a, a certain amount of, uh, of detail in the image because the image itself was yeah. kind of dark. But you know, at the end, you saw what the wave really came out to be, and it looked really incredible. You know, so um, it, it's it, it takes a le- it takes less stress on you as the builder to come up with the creativeness of creating the scene because you're looking at the scene, but at the same time, you're you're trying to capture that moment. And you know, I think with Jamie saying that really added more weight to you know, all right, well, how do we create the image without, you know, showcasing all the other stuff that we had to do to make it possible.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you make a really interesting point, which essentially like they don't have to come up with a unique idea. Like in the last one, they were yeah. given a character. They had to come up with a story. They had to do all this stuff. In this one, the story's there. So the way that they have yeah. to get creative is with the bricks themselves. And I think mm-hmm. that that is probably a challenge that many Lego masters would love because it's sort of, um, you know, it, you have the right constraints of the image but you have to like then figure out how you fill out that image and the irony also a lot of times with these sort of you know CGI heavy movies is that they don't have to worry about the realism of anything because they're essentially animating within the frame that the movie sees so essentially those waves that Shang-Chi you know is 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 sort of uh, you know surrounded by they may not even have had bottoms you know they may not have had to touch down to the earth because, you know, the, the animators know that they can just composite in as many different elements as they want to give the right look. They don't have to care as much about the realism and how those things would be built because they don't have to build them in a real space, uh, whereas our Lego builders do. But exactly. why don't we jump into the build phase then and see how some of them approached it. So why don't we start with Steven and Steven? And of course, like we said, these are two, two individuals that are so excited about this challenge. We even see a photo of, I believe, Stephen C. dressed up as Thanos at a a Comic-Con locally, um, which was pretty fun. But they had Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And they loved, of course, that Doctor Strange's real name is also Stephen, Doctor Stephen Strange. Um, So that was like a funny little thing. But the real funny thing for me is, you know, Will says, you guys are like real life superheroes. And they had a photo sent in from steven's wife which showed you know a shirtless steven firefighter uh and you know i know like mel we've talked about on your season how you were like upset that more of these like family photos and such didn't make it into your show are you maybe grateful that not every photo of you made it into the show
1: oh absolutely steven (laughs) let me tell you (laughs) listening to this podcast which you probably are (laughs) you never douse the fire with the gasoline. You gave, you gave them the gasoline to douse that fire and it, and it flew right back up on you. I, I don't think I would have ever showed anybody a compromising picture of myself. <laughs> it, was a good cause, Stephen. it was it was for a good cause. And, and we salute you for being the hero that you are. And uh, but I, I think I would have skipped that calendar pick, man.
2: <laughs> <I would've skipped. laughs> What you say, man? He looked he looked look, look hot, man. That listen, he was probably so listen, those calendars were probably coming off the pages. People were getting them, cause you know, he, he had Let the me right clothes, He had the right look, he had the tips. Say,
1: 20 years ago, I was probably in my prime too, man. And he said that picture was probably about 20 years ago. So 20 years ago, I probably was in my prime too. So but I I would've skipped that picture, man. That picture, I'd have skipped it. <laughs>
0: I loved it. I thought it was so great and he was a good sport about it more than anything which is the best. Um but uh you know I, I think uh you know even if that was 20 years ago I think I think Stephen's doing great right now. He's looking he's still doing great and uh that's all that matters. But yeah, I mean, it looks like these this team just had a lot of fun and we got to have some fun with them as well, which was a lot of, which was fun for us at home. You know, moving on then to Brendan and Greg, you know, they knew that they were safe. And so I think you know their goal here was kind of just build you know, just have some fun, you know, try to let loose. But mm-hmm. I feel like, like I imagine I would be, Brendan couldn't exactly let go of getting it just right. And so I'm curious, you know, Corey, to get your thoughts. Like how much of this do you feel like, you know, is good advice for any team, even even in a challenge where you could go home, you know, how much fun should you be trying to remind yourself to have? Like, you know, Bre- uh, Brendan and Greg had to remind each other to have.
2: No, even though you're safe of elimination, you do not let off of that throttle. You do yeah. not let off that throttle. This team, they have been in the top, I, I i believe two times in a row. Like they they were literally, they're on a roll. Uh, I mean, they had to give up the golden brick. They didn't, it wasn't a compromising position where they said, hey, sure. we, we need to do it because our, our bill wasn't up to par. No, they had to give it up. Uh, because of their rule, and I have a problem with that rule. But you know, that's another time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I appreciated the fact that you know the last challenge they cut, they cut back and they let loose, they had fun, which is why they won. This challenge, I, I was expected for them to not let off the gas at all, to to continue to showcase yeah. the skill, to continue to put the foot on the gas, because right now you're at the you're at that point in the season where you you weeded out the middle part. And now it's time for the the top spots. So you don't want to let off of that gas thinking, oh, we're safe. We can just put together whatever, you know, because then that could carry into the next the next challenge. You don't want that to happen. So I'm glad they put they kept that throttle down and they kept it going because, you know, they came out with something really, really nice.
0: Yes. I think to your point, like you always want to use every challenge to like continue to sharpen your iron, you know, like yes. you know, iron sharpens iron. You get to do even more, be challenged by the best and especially You want sort of that lead up to the finale so that you're like, you know, like you're heating up. I said in the last podcast, it's like, you know, they're heating up and you want really your best work to start to come out now. Um, which is very hard, obviously, because as we'll, as we'll talk about later in this uh, podcast, you know, the challenges can get very fatiguing. But I think the rule in place, if I can comment on that part of your of your statement uh, earlier, I think it, it's really so that no team can use the golden brick to get them into the finale. So essentially, they have to have one challenge where they're not immune, which will be the next episode uh, at the final four, where presumably one team will go home and then we'll get to the final three, which will be the finale. And that was the same thing with Mark and Boone, you know, that they had to yeah. use it before the Star Wars challenge where nobody went home, but at least it wasn't a challenge that guaranteed them into the finale. So it's it's something we've seen before. It makes sense. I think, Um, you know, other shows, you know, I always talk about Survivor on this podcast, but um, on Survivor, there's a similar mechanic where like you sort of have to like, you know, earn your way into the end. But, but yes, I mean, it's great to see Brendan and Greg sort of taking forward a lesson like they had from the last one, which is to cut loose a little bit. But also, mm. to your point, never take their foot off the gas. And, you know, another team that didn't want to take their feet off the gas was Dave and Emily. So, you know, Dave and Emily, they are, you know, Amy said, you two have been in the top two the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they are sort of in their heating up moment. But I think one of the interesting things uh, that came up during this one was around their backdrop. Amy said, <laughs> are you planning to build a backdrop as well? Or were you just going to have the monster as a standalone? And of course, like, you you know what that comment means. It's mm-hmm. not a choice. <laughs>
1: Oh, you better do that backdrop if Amy dropping that knowledge on you you better do that backdrop you better put those colors in there like she liked, you know because if yeah. you don't that type of stuff gets you hung out to dry
0: exactly well and it was so funny because we really got like a peek behind the curtain in the conversation with Dave and Emily where Emily was sort of like you know we have to build a backdrop right and he's like oh I know I know so it's just like it was one of those funny moments that I sort of feel like um We don't often get to see on the show, but it was this real cognizance of when the judges give you a particular piece of feedback, you literally don't have a choice (laughs) and you're going to have to try at least. Uh, Maybe you won't you won't succeed. But um, but then there was one other funny moment with them where they were saying, you know, what what superhero do you think you you look most like? And uh, and Dave uh, or or which, which one would you want to be, I guess? And Dave said. Uh, probably the one I look most like, Thor. Mm. And you know, as they as they laugh about that, um, you know, uh, we find out that it's Dave's wife who thinks he looks like Thor. And I think Will the beard say, and oh, the God. eyebrows. Yeah, the beard <laughs> and the eyebrows, probably. But yeah. we hear Will say, "Love is blind, and so is Dave's wife." Yeah, that uh, was a
1: hard shot. Oh hard yeah, time. you can't blame you can't blame Dave too much, right? Because you know that's that's a that's like a Thor-like answer, anyway. But you know, you ask Thor, you know, who, who what. You know, what superhero you, you know, you look like Thor, and he'll tell you, Thor, I look like Thor, you know, so he's, that's the Thor type answer, you know, for for Dave. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. We want that <laughs> Thor like confidence. Never let up, Dave. You know, like, like that's what we want to see. Uh, but yes, I loved that. Um, but, you know, some of our teams, while they, while it was seemingly all fun and games, there were some other teams I think sort of the pressure of the competition really felt like it was building towards. And, you know, the first one I want to talk about was Nick and Stacy. And so they, uh, it, it seemed like they were sort of, finally finding chances to disagree during this challenge. And so, you know, um, you know, there was disagreements very early on around, should there be a backdrop? There was also then later disagreements around for the big waves, you know, should they have translucent or transparent pieces? Should they have white or opaque pieces? And, you know, it was, you know, really driven from the feedback from Amy. And one of the interesting things she said was, have you done any test pieces, Mm. you know, where you want to test out what the effect looks like? She says, it's something we do often at Lego HQ is we do a couple of tests small to see what are the colors, how we capture the energy, because the water has so much energy. And then once you nail it at a small scale, it's easier to scale it up. And, you know, I'm curious, like, Mel, when you were on the season, did did you do any prototyping like that? Or part of me feels like when the clock's on, you don't have time to prototype.
1: You don't. <laughs> You don't. You don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think we ever, we we never built something just to to test it out or like just on a smaller scale. Uh, me and Jermaine, I don't think we ever, you just didn't have that type of time. Even when he was sculpting uh, Legor's head with all the hundreds and hundreds of teeth, um, yep. it, it, you know, it, it just we just went for the gusto and that was it.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a nice luxury when you're back in Bill in Denmark, you know, designing sets, but it may not be, you know, what it, what it's like in the real mean streets of the Lego masters, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, arena, you can't, you can't, you don't have time for that, but you know, but the interesting thing was sort of like how they would, how Nick and Stacy really started to not see eye to eye, you know, Stacy yeah. was right. You know, she points out we can't have it be all dark blue, you know, Stacy wants, like I said, the transparent pieces, Nick says white and gray. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Nick says, and honestly, if that's what takes us out of here, you can hold me responsible. That right there is
1: stress. That's stress. And and I think that that not just that moment, Mike, but I think it's just that that pressure of being in the bottom three times in a row. And it's like, you know you know that this group feels that they're much better than that. And and you can see the the real, that's real stress between two competitors that are working together.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and then also we see though, later on, you know, sometimes you got to take some initiative and Stacy just said she was going to go for it and she started putting some of those pieces on and it really worked. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, Corey, like, I think a lot of doing well in this competition, of course, is the building, the creativity, technical ability, storytelling, all those elements that we always talk about. But I think the relationship and the working relationship you have with your partner and how you get through disagreements, how you make decisions, how you split up work is maybe like just as important, if not more. You know, so I'm curious. Like, how do you work out these disagreements when you're on set? You know, like, how, do, is it just how loud your voice is? You know, you just give it a go and hope you don't get your wrist slapped too hard.
2: <laughs> um, honestly, it, it kind of speaks to what Mel said. I mean, the stress of the of the competition starts to get fiercer as the weeks go on, and you have to you have to remember. We are in week 10. This is this is essentially yeah. the 10th episode. So you have to reset every single episode, but you bring a little bit of the last episode and the last episode into the next challenge. So I think when it came to Nick and Stacy, I think Nick had a had a vision of how he how he wanted it to come out. And Stacy was was more on the lines of I think your vision is not enough to get yeah. us across the finish line. So let me let me interject a little bit more of, into that vision, and I, I'm sure they had to butt heads a little bit. And I think this was probably, if I'm if I'm if I'm not if I'm correct, the second time we've seen them, you know, really bump heads in this way to where they were on opposite ends of the table, and then you know eventually they were able to compromise and come together. And I and I started to see where Nick started to kind of pull back a little bit and allowed Stacy to to kind of continue to form the uh the parts of. The waves where you know essentially that did work out in their favor at the end, so um, you know, it, it gets like, tough, you know, but it's, it's even, even like you like just said,
1: like you, 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 like you just said it, Mike, like you split up the work, right? So, yeah. like, you know. And like in, in Corey, like you say, you know, he he probably should have worked on, you know, the focal point of the bill and have, you know, Stacy work on the backdrop and these waves and everything like that. And essentially, you know, reason why you got this, you know, the, you know, th- that problem that they had is because they ran, you run out of time. Twelve hours isn't enough. And you heard that on show, Twelve hours isn't enough. Yeah. It isn't enough when you're not managing time properly and it isn't enough when you're not delegating uh, certain tasks to 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 your team members, right? So you and 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 ultimately you have that one strong team member, and then you have the backup, and that's basically what it is. You have one strong team member who can who can pull most of the weight, but then you have the backup that you know would get all the little tiny details and all that stuff together. And at that point, you you just got to make sure that you're delegating these tasks properly, and that that you're meeting them. Like you come back in and you do a check in, like you come back in and do a check in every hour check in, um, and and then uh, making sure that all those tasks are getting out of the way because you know you heard it 12 hours isn't enough not for yeah. one person and we'll get to that i don't want to jump the show but we'll get to it. 12 hours isn't enough not for one person no absolutely another not thing,
2: real quick uh just one point another thing i noticed that the platform that they were working on it was a it was already set platform uh that they were given to build the actual yep. uh, scene so mm-hmm. they had the dimensions already put in front of them and that is a big scale. So it's not like they could have minimized that scene to make it a little smaller to have the time to build up those back uh, the, the backdrop. They had to it looked like they had to fill the entire board and mm-hmm. that board was huge so yeah, it, the time just wasn't enough. It seemed like a lot but man, that wasn't enough. For one, yes. person. <laughs> For one person? For one person.
0: <laughs> well, and so to your point, you have to work together and I'm glad yeah. to see that Nick and Stacy were able to do that Um, and you know, the final team, our fifth team here Was Emily and Liam and they had a unique challenge because out of all the scenes, this was actually sort of the most minimalistic, but I think, you know, doing minimal work, uh, sometimes requires like maximal, you know, like creativity and focus and extracting the right things. It's just the maximal amount of nuance in the build Mm -hmm. because all the focus is very clear and it's, and there's gonna be a lot of scrutiny on those, uh, details. And in some ways, I think they really rose to that occasion you know, but in other ways, they sort of felt like, um, I think, like, because they tried to pour so much detail, it really created struggles for them, you know, like their, the angles were really complex, and they wanted to put lights in it. And so some of those pieces weren't coming together the way they wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's always a little bit of a of a risk where if you try to add too much, then it sort of becomes, I think, the fragile mock that we have at home versus like, you know, there's a reason why sometimes people get mad at the Lego designers like, well, why didn't they build this set this way? I would have done that. It's like, no, it's because everybody in the world has to be able to build it and it has to stay together, you know, longer than 10 seconds, you know, on its own. And so I think sometimes I think that's what we get into in this instance. But mm-hmm you know, it's one of those things where you're trying, you have to balance, you know, I think that's what this, this team was sort of struggling with is how do you balance all of these elements? You know, mm-hmm. there's like getting it right, getting it minimal, doing all the stuff, all the different elements, you know, to your point. And it creates a lot of stress, um, which I think is just so challenging. Um, you know, especially then when the brick masters come around and talk about the backdrop and how mm-hmm. you, you want to take it from 2d to 3d. So there's so many layons, And I'm curious, you know, like, Corey, like when you're in the midst of all this and like you're just trying to like do what you think you can do best, you know, get the angles right, get the lights. You, you've got such great ideas, you know, but then there's another thing and another thing that you have to worry about. Like, you know, what goes through your head in those moments? And what do you think about, you know, Emily and Liam, and how they took on that challenge.
2: Um, honestly, I I thought they did the challenge to the best of their abilities. Um, I I was watching that episode. I won't lie, I, it, it triggered me. It triggered me. It brought me back to to that episode three because uh-huh. I was going through that same motion. Like me and my brother, you know, I'm 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 the I'm the, the superior builder when it comes to my brother because I, I deal, I'm I'm in Lego all day long, and he was kind of getting back in. So you know, at kind of when we were getting ready to get on the show. So seeing Liam, seeing the stress that Liam was going through, I I felt every single even the facial expressions. Like it, it gets very, very taxing because, you know, you, you want this scene to be perfect and then you know that you have to get ready to start building this part and the, the clock is ticking and, and you're seeing and you're seeing everybody around you and then you have the cameras in front of you and and that's a lot of stress to put on your back and he's only 18, sure. you know, so, yeah. you know, he's, I don't, I don't know much about, you know, his life, but This is a very stressful moment in his life because he's just starting life in a a way. So it it is a lot. And then his mother, she's there. She's supportive and everything, but you know you're always going to love your mother's support but it's like I don't need your support right now I I need I need your build I need a build you know because I can't do this 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 and this because it's starting to weigh on me you know so I mean she's you know Emily's totally able to to build something if you give her instructions she can build it and I saw that he was doing that but you know when it came to getting things done and especially in that crunch time I felt every moment of what he was going through and I, I know that moment all too well. And it's, it is not fun. It, it, it yeah. then gets, it gets not fun to be on the show because it's, it's very hard. It gets stressful. Well,
0: and it's tough. Cause I think there's like an order of operations to things when it comes to this build, which is like, mm-hmm. if they don't have the missile in place and mounted where it's going to go, I'm not even sure how much of the backdrop or whatever you can get ahead on, um, right. especially with the way that they were building it. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's not like even, Having a second set of hands in the most finicky, fragile part of the build is that much more helpful, you know. Like, and so it's it's really tough where they really couldn't maximize that, like the impact of having both of them. Like we saw Nick and Stacy, you know, trying to do, you know, kind of dividing and conquering on certain elements. You can't sort of both divide and conquer on the missile. Like it's just it's sort of not doable, you know. Like you know Emily says in the episode, "There's only so many things to focus on." And I almost wonder if that was in reference to the fact that Liam's sort of owning the big focal point, and there's not that much else that she can help with. Um, You know, I I wonder if even that came into play at all, but I think the hard part was it's getting to the end. And, you know, Emily says, I tell you, Liam, we're going to run out of time if we don't focus on getting this sky up. Mm -hmm. And we see that even will say time management has not been their strong suit this entire competition. And this is like a heartbreaking, like sequence of events in the episode, you know, and edit, I'm sure played it up, but there was just so much on their shoulders in this moment. And we Mm -hmm. see the frustration building and and we see like even the language, they're getting a little more short with each other. They're all this sort of stuff. And this is an incredibly loving duo. I've met them. They're like the Mm -hmm. sweetest you know, a couple of people and then, you know, but the pressure is really getting to them. You know, I remember we talked about it on the podcast earlier this season, but like when Mark and Steven, like during their build and like, uh, I think it was, I forgot who it was, was, maybe it was Steven knocks out the plug in their, um you know, light up build and like Mark like snaps at him and it's like, but that's because it's the finale. I mean, it's like, you know, there's so much pressure, but also they've been through so many weeks, like we've been talking about. So like, so Mel, what do you think is going through their head in this moment,
1: you know, from your perspective? So uh, uh, you ever watch a horse, like horse races, right? And they got these blinders on, right? They got the blinders on, right? Get, right yeah. before they get ready to, to take off, right? And that's so that the horse doesn't intermingle with the other horses and lose focus on the race, right? So Liam has these blinders on and he and, and the police work is called tunnel vision. He all he sees is is the end of this missile that he's making, this focal point that he's making. And he's forgotten about the backdrop. He's forgotten about, you know, what's what's below and underneath. And he's forgotten about, hey, my mom could help. You know, he, he's forgotten about all that. He is so far in the tank on this missile that nothing else matters, which is a, a competitive. Achilles, sure. you know as a it's a competitive Achilles heel, and uh and his mother who's so supportive. And shout out to her, man! Like, oh, look, sure. let me tell you, Emily, you are amazing. You are a super mom. I've done a lot of things as a as a young young you know young kid, sports, all types of school activities, and my mom was just never there due to her illnesses. So, but for you to come out here and support your son, you know, kudos to you, and you know, yeah. and, and all moms that support their sons. Um, cause nothing's, nothing's like a, a mother's love, nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, but you know, I think you have to, at this point you have to weigh quality and quantity, right? So yeah. you, you weigh back, he had to scale back, you know, he's got to pull, she needs to pull him out of the tank so he can scale back the, the time he, the quantity, the quality time that he's putting into this missile and put some of that quality into the background like show her a pattern and have her run with it while you're working on this on that missile have have Emily your mother work on that backdrop so that that you meet in the middle somewhere um yeah. and then time at that point doesn't seem so like because at, thir- at 30 minutes you have a foot on your neck at that point you in 30 minutes there's nothing that you can do and I episode 6 you know, season one, me and Jermaine, we look up, there's 30 minutes left on the clock and all the plates are gone. He forgets about putting plates on on the bridge. I forgot about putting plates on the bridge and there's no more place to be left with. And we're still building supports. So I know how that feels. I yeah. know how that, feels. you know, you want to, you want to, you know, um, it's tough. It, it, it's tough. Um, and you really feel for this team. If I was, and honestly, Mike, if I was another team and, well, if I was breaking rules or not, because I'm sure that they probably told them or didn't tell them, but I think I'd probably be inclined to kind of give them an extra hand because nobody wants, everybody's trying to get to the finish line. Yeah. And I yeah. said, I said it this, you know, I said, and you quoted you me a couple of times. I want to beat you at your best. Yeah. So yeah. if my build was straight, and I'm on another team i, I build was straight and there's 30 minutes on class. I'm coming over there mm-hmm. and Liam what what can I do what you want me to do w- Let me start putting up your backdrop you want me to do something cuz yeah. I want I want you to get to the finish line mm-hmm. 100% so we all can get judged at 100% yeah I don't
2: yeah. want to run over you while while you you're, you're struggling to get get across that line and you know but that was that was one thing with this with this season that you know they they honestly you know felt Like that emotion that you saw on screen was real because they were, they honestly didn't want to see a team go out, you know, not at their best, not putting out their best. And Mm -hmm. I think even Emily said it too, like as much as we would want a team to, you know, not get into the, into the top spots so we can get there. We don't want to see them, you know, we don't want to see them fail like this, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. I know the Emily from Dave and Emily. Yeah. That's, that's who said that. But yeah, it's, I mean, I, I like, I wrote down like almost word for word what happened because it it was so striking like this is what reality tv is really all about you know is right these real human moments and listen we're seeing people being pushed so hard you know Liam says there's no time to double check Emily says honey take a deep breath and you know he, Liam's like where do these things go that's 10 minutes left but panicking doesn't help there aren't enough panels Liam says 15 seconds left i need you to hold on to, uh, to this from this uh from this side and they go on this back and forth like what side what side this side, this side. and and she runs around to the front she goes what am i hold- holding and the desperation in her voice like that's uh, I, I, it's it's heartbreaking to even like say but i was just so compelled by this this, you know, she says, Liam, fix this, fix this. No, come on, come on. And the time expires.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Liam, you know, as they kind of in the, in the denouement from the end of the challenge, Liam's like, what came off? And she's like, I bumped this. And then Liam's just like, let it go, let it go. And that's how the challenge ends. And yeah. like,
2: <laughs> this is supposed to be a fun episode. <laughs> we had a know. Fun challenge, yeah. And it just, that, that, that ending uh-huh. climax just sucked the life right out of me. I was just yeah. like, I don't even want to watch the ending of this because it, it was just so painful to go through it. Yeah. But well, here's the
1: thing. Here's the thing. And and it, it's it's a dramatized. It's it's, it's a dramatic show, sure, right? It's a dramatic sure. show. And I rather see dramatics like this versus the ones that are like pre manufactured. Right. 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 Um, because like you said, even though it's not a great feeling, it's a feeling that you feel and you, they will forever will be remembered as the most loving couple on Lego masters. And even in times where like the time is pressing up against their neck, you know, you know, once everything was said, and done, yeah, it was, it was stressful. Like you said, that last 30, that last 30 seconds, it kind of, I want to say defined their relationship. But stuff got real. Like it really got yeah. real. And and it's like, you know, the young man is talking to his mother like that. Like, wait a minute, hold on. But it's stressful. I get it. It's totally. stressful. And 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 then when, when it was done and over, Liam un- understood. And he said, you know what, Liam, you were a boy who, who just turned into a man and you told your mother, let go. That is symbolic. That is symbolic because yeah. at that point, young man, you decided to walk this path as a man and you accepted everything that came with it afterwards. So when you tell mom to let go, and it's just like she's, she's trying to teach him how to ride a bike, right? Yeah. And, and it's mom, let go. I got it. I accept that I'm going to fall. Yeah. I got it yeah. and 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 that's what i got from that michael he he told mom hey let go yeah i got it deep. yeah oh my gosh before he's smiling again see that <laughs> we're, deep. we're deep on this, this that's is what deep. it is, this is that's deep. what it is i'm telling you that's what it is he, yeah, he sat there and realized that you know mom could only take me ha- half of the way the rest is up to me mom let go mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, you know, but the thing is, you know, he goes on to say like all the components made it in there, you know, so Mm -hmm. like, let's kind of see how it, how the dust settles on it. And, and Mm I, I tend to agree, you know, but Mm -hmm. we get into the judging and it's time for Greg and Brendan to turn over the golden brick. Will does Mm -hmm. say, I will see you next season. And whenever I hear, I will see you next season on a season. I think, well, we're definitely getting another season Mm -hmm. because listen, while they're casting, nothing has been confirmed. So I love, I love when that's in the edit. So I love. Mm For, i would literally love nothing more than to see a season four but why don't we jump into the judging we'll go in the same order that the show did and our first team for the judging was dave and emily their build was from guardians of the galaxy volume two in this scene the guardians are tasked with fighting off the obelisk, and the only way to kill the beast is to cut his skin from the inside and so drax is jumping into the creature's mouth uh so Corey, why don't you kick us off here with this build? what did you think about how this one came together
2: oh man I, I think they nailed it dave is an incredible builder um when it comes to uh detail and emily is really good at creating the background in, in the in the foreground of the uh of the build in that scene uh, again you have the slow-mo in the movie that's capturing drax kind of slow motioning into this avalus mouth and i think they caught that I, I think they did a great job with the teeth the overall beast and even the little backgrounds around there because uh from the movie uh and i don't think that was really part of their of their actual uh source material so they had to kind of look at or remember how the movie looked because they even had the different rings that that was there yeah. the stations that were there as well to kind of tell more of the story and uh, in the little back in the, in, the, in the small background they put in the back of it or even i don't know if they had if they had a background in background because the, the the monster was just so compelling and it just took so much presence of the of the actual piece I think they nailed it on all corners with this one. This was really well done.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, super, super exciting build. Very dynamic, you know, with that creature, especially. And, you know, and there was some good dividing and conquering. You know, we saw it earlier, even Emily building those tentacles, which were so impactful, you know, so... You know, they really figured out a way to make their divide and conquer strategy work. But Mel, what did you think?
1: Oh, I think I think I'm going to go watch this movie right after this podcast is over. Thank yeah, you, Dave. Right? Look at that! Look at that! This model make me want to go back and watch this movie, like. Because uh, he he definitely captured this scene. The the teeth were right on point. The even the contour of of the obelisk was just awesome. Like he had those bulging eyes, and that's pretty tough. Let me tell you, yeah. Dave. Dave, that's pretty tough. You know, <laughs> and, and you know, and and he he's got those bulging googly eyes. With those teeth and this monster, because granted, you know it has tentacles, but anybody can make tentacles. We've seen tentacles galore all over Lego Masters. That's
2: fair. But That's fair. He, yeah. he
1: definitely caught the essence of of this monster, and and man, it it, it is is and then when you just take a look around like you know you, you you capture the scene the 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 backdrop is very awesome I'm glad they they kept with the dark colors but you yep. you feel some type of contrast as well um it's tough because it's like do, do you make everything on one plane or do you you know you kind of you know have some stuff popping out you know they probably could have had a little bit more pop popping out from the background of, at least but the color that they, the colors that they chose were great
0: yes oh my gosh yeah the way the, that the pink obelisk, you know stood out from That dark background, like you're saying, was great. I thought the tentacles added such nice, like, movement to this frozen in time moment, and they were all like asymmetrical in all different ways. Like, it didn't Mm -hmm. look too samey, which I really loved. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it also had a lot of nice height, um, which I really liked. And then, like you said, the floor it had those concentric circles, those kind of gates. There was even those. Uh, areas at the back that had lights in it, which is really how it was in the frame. And it added that like yellow glow that I just thought was great. You know, Drax, they loved, you know, the um, judges really loved, especially where Amy said, I think one of my favorite parts is where you place the character of Drax. You've been so clever with the force perspective and using the layers to have the character right at the front. He really does look like he's about to leap into the mouth. So yeah, it was one of those things where they they really nailed all that. There was a, there was a line, like we said from Jamie earlier, without having the supports distract, and I do think that the supports were very prominent, but I think the rest of the build was just so great. It was like kind of undeniable.
2: Overall but that
0: did come to mind for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really, really exceptional feedback all over there. And Jamie, you know, one other nuance PC was saying was, I also like when you're doing the teeth that you didn't just give us linear teeth that are all in a row. You were actually very clever to use our ball joints to create that rounded impression. And it's really what he means is that the kind of the, the upper and lower sets of teeth were at an angle they were they were built obviously flat on a plate but they were placed at an angle because of those ball joints and that's that like next level you've been playing in the brick pit for a few weeks that like i would never mm-hmm. even think of at home you know like I, I probably would have figured something else out but like I think like once you have it all at your disposal and now now you're kind of having fun with the bricks and I think that's right. like what obviously the judges love more than anything um but yeah I mean Dave and Emily this was definitely a standout uh, they're definitely heating up like I've been saying and like you love to see it
1: Oh yeah oh yeah
0: yeah Our next team was Steven and Steven. Their build was, of course, from Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. In this scene, Doctor Strange is protecting America Chavez from a bus that was thrown by a one-eyed monster, uh, which, if you have the Lego set, you know is Gargantos. Uh, but uh, <laughs> And then uh, what Doctor Strange does is create a mystical saw blade of sorts to cut the bus in half. So, Mel, you're our Doctor Strange expert. What was your opinion on this final build?
1: I love that they not only they they created the the building, the facade buildings of the city, right? And I, I love how they did the city. And they also, their backdrop incorporated some buildings so you can kind of get that perspective of, of the buildings. And so it's it's like you're in there on a city block. Save them a lot of time. Save them yeah. a lot of time. Just creating buildings on buildings on buildings. Um. And uh. But I I think that I think this was well executed. This is something that you probably would see at like a convention almost. Yeah. You know. And and definitely Stephen and Stephen. If you ever want to collab on a on a Stephen Strange mock, please holler at me. Me and my friends We we kind of do that thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but. This, this, these guys, these guys are right on fire, and it seems like they are contenders in that top two. Almost every, every, you, you see, they, they, they pump yeah. out some energy. Um, I would have liked to see more and maybe it's just because of the angle. I would like to see that bus sawed in half just a little bit more like that magic, like that magic will pop out of that bus, like you know, from in the end. So you can really see that it's getting sawed in half. Because I think that bus that they that they created kind of hides it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, but other than that, they they captured that scene. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and granted that the the steel shots that they're giving them really ain't worth too much of mo- of anything. You're really not seeing the whole focal. They did the best they could. That that uh that one eye monster there. I forget the name of that. What was the name of that, Corey?
2: Gargant Yeah, Gargantos.
1: Yeah. yeah. Gargantos. Gargantos. Gargantos, Gargantos <laughs> is green, <laughs> <laughs> not brown. And you know yes, so, yeah. but yeah. A, little <laughs> and green and green. a little bit of brown green
2: in it. A little bit of
1: brown green. Yeah, yeah, you know, but, but...
0: interesting. Yeah, because they were able to add that creature in which it wasn't really featured in the frame. Obviously, it was featured in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was like a unique this is what, where I sort of what stood out to me was that the minifigures, because they had to be included, really set the scale for all of these shots. Yeah, and I think yeah. that that was both a cool thing and a not as cool thing in some ways, because like a part of me almost wishes they could have built an enormous bus that took up the frame like it did in the still. You know, Mm -hmm. and had it not be sort of confined to the minifigure scale, I think that just would have been interesting. It would have been so Mm -hmm. hard, but it would have been very interesting. Um, But yes, I mean, this was definitely a fun one. And the only other funny thing I noticed with Steven and Steven's build. It's just how much it reminded me of their Jurassic World build, which was also a street where the the scenes intersect at an intersection, just like this one. And like, there's a creature that's mostly covered in brown, like their dinosaur was. So it was like, it was very reminiscent, maybe coincidentally, it's not their fault. You know, it's like they built a castle mini golf and then they had to build Mm -hmm. another castle. It's not their fault, Uh, but it was very (laughs) funny to me. But Corey, what did you think of this one?
2: Yeah, I I agree with uh, what Mel said. Um, This was something you would see at a convention. Um, They took the time Time. And, of yeah. course, you had Steven C., who's a huge Marvel fan. I, I've I've chopped it up with him before uh, about Marvel <laughs> stuff. So we are we are two big Marvel nerds. Um, so to see all the details, that literally came from his mind because he's watched these movies. He even said it. He's, he's seen every Marvel movie, MCU movie, at least three times. And so yeah. he knows that scene. He knows what's in that scene and the parts that are not shown. Like you mentioned, Mike, you know, you had this beast that was in there that wasn't in the frame but you add it anyway, because you know, there's an overall story in the scene. And I think they captured the story right. Um, I would agree with Mel when he said, uh, you know, they could have cut that bus in half a little bit more and the stills don't really uh, depict it really well, but you know, you saw during their, their building process, how they had the half a bus, they had the split bus in half. So they they definitely had it to where the bus was gonna be cut in half and showcase that, that point of the scene, but um, man, they they, They had fun with this one because they they had an entire background. They had an entire story being told. It was like watching the movie, just watching that scene. So I think they nailed it 100%. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's so many details. You know, the buildings were well detailed. The lower levels kind of have more of like the retail stuff. And that had unique details from the top section. There was multiple vehicles, obviously the large bus with the really nice magic effect. There was a yellow taxi, a dark red and a light gray car. The road was all built out with all the lines in the road that you'd expect. There was minifigures on the street. There was all sorts of things. Like I said, I think that, you know, like I said, the minifigure scaling, I think almost did a little disservice making this scene almost not look in those wide shots as impressive as it actually was. Because I think if the camera had sort of been zoomed in to, to recreate the shot perfectly, it would have you know all that extra background would have just been this great texturing whereas like when you see the wide shot it sort of felt maybe a little more vacant than mm-hmm. i think like i'm like i said i'm being nitpicky more to how it was depicted not how it was uh built um right. but yes i mean overall it was a very impressive build our judges also loved it um just all the detail and love that it was clear that they put in and i think that um yeah they and they really loved the backdrop like you were saying mel you know kind of that forced perspective backdrop it was really a clever usage of you know of filling that space, because as we have come to know, they don't like any of that empty space being left in there. Uh, But yes, it was a really, really great job um, by our doctors. (laughs) They should be all Dr. Stephen Stranges, Um, all (laughs) all the Stevens. Uh, But why don't we move on then to our next build in Brendan and Greg. This was Thor Ragnarok. And in this scene, we see Thor unlocking his lightning powers, and he comes flying away from the castle down onto the Rainbow Bridge, to take on and ultimately destroy the rest of Hela's undead army. So, Corey, why don't you kick us off here? What was your thoughts?
2: I know this was the scene you would have picked. So how did Brendan and Greg deal? Oh, man, they did did phenomenal. Um, They had to use that minifig scale. I love the fact that they used the undead army as all black minifigs uh, just because they're just silhouettes and that's what i was looking for i was hoping that they didn't put any color to that they are just silhouettes in that scene and the the light that's really coming into that scene is coming from thor so thor commands that presence in the way they did the lightning bolt streak coming off of thor was just phenomenal and i love the fact they did a mosaic in the background. Yeah. The mosaic in the background was something we haven't really seen on Lego Masters, you know, because mosaics are really big right now. And I love the fact that they, they took a mosaic approach. And I, I agree with what Amy said. She mentioned something to the tune of, put some tile in there. Uh, And I, I think that would have helped a little bit. But overall, the, the, the commanding presence was Thor getting ready to make that impact. And I think they captured that perfectly the suspension of Thor, the lightning streaks coming off of him, the undead army. I, I thought that this was one of their most impactful pieces um, yeah. for the whole competition. They did a great job. Really. Yeah,
0: well, and, and Amy's feedback really was like, um, she said I that she thinks it slightly distracts from the rest of the scene. She said, I would have toned down some of the colors and I would have mixed in some tiles in there so that when you do have the stud showing, it gives that fluffiness and effect uh, to have more of an impact. But and I And I do agree with her mostly based on the color. I think that the background, when they show this like kind of the fade between the image and their actual build, it's much darker. I mean, and that sort of felt evident to me. Uh, Maybe the studio lights almost make it look a little worse. Maybe where they were building, there was more shadow. Who knows? You know, maybe they thought they were doing it perfectly. But yeah, I mean, I, I do think that the color... The brightness probably could have been toned down there, but Mel, what do you think?
1: Well, I think they, um, I think they executed this, this, this scene at the at the best of their ability, for sure. I think that, uh, I think that, yeah, you know, like like Amy said, in this stage, you know, you, you know, judges are going to nitpick those little things, because talking <laughs> about a hundred thousand dollars. And at this point, like uh, Brent, Brandon and Greg, this is one of the top echelon builds, in, in for in sure. So because you you got color on there and. It, it, one of them went to design school because you got dark versus the light, right? You know, so <laughs> and, and and they captured that big time. Like throwing in the mosaic will definitely save you some time versus trying to brick build that thing. Um and like 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 Corey said, that you know, you use different elements that, so you still Keep that background sort of what 3D because you're trying to take a 2D image and make it 3D. So you make that, you know, you you throw in some other elements like tile or even some brick or some, you know, so you got you got some type of contrast there. But the colors are just awesome on this thing, and, and that rainbow bridge is no, no, no you know, you know, you know, it's not it's not shab- shabby at all. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm real, yeah. I'm real impressed by this build. I am.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the rainbow bridge was probably the detail we didn't get to look at long enough. There was a couple of very fleeting shots of it uh, from mm-hmm. the side. It seems very simple, you know, like yeah. it's kind of just simple brick structure. But from the top, there's yeah. these transparent like blue pieces, and then yeah. underneath uh, is the plate work to create those long you know horizontal lines of the rainbow bridge texture so it's one of those like layered effects that sort of muted those colors in a really like important way that i mm-hmm. was i was really blown away from like if somebody hasn't if that wasn't stolen already from someone else somebody else should steal it for their for their mock at the next convention cuz that was a technique that just like uh, that really really stood out to me to cuz the rainbow bridge it's rainbow but it's not bright it's like this right. really you know nuanced muted color and they did such a great job Capturing that, like to your point, Corey, loved the silhouette of the characters. I was more shocked that there was enough monochromatic black figures in the brick pit (laughs) for them to even attempt to accomplish that. I Mm. think that's like, that was the greatest (laughs) gift of all. Um, But then the other piece is just the stuff they didn't forget about. There's, you know, in the mosaic, there's also a a kind of a slight foreground there of the Asgardian buildings in gray. We also see that it's floating. The bridge is sort of floating above the water and there's rippling and other texture in the water they really didn't forget about every, about anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, while I I, I could nitpick about the colors of the mosaic, mostly just because I wanted to create the right contrast with their amazing Thor that they had coming in, like right. not a piece was out of place. I mean, this was, this had so much motion with the with the figures coming up towards Thor, Thor coming down. It really mm-hmm. captured that scene just impeccably well. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen, friend and Greg, they're, they're nailing it. And so we love mm-hmm. to see it here. Yep.
2: Brother team,
0: I suppose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. As long as a brother team does well, you know, Cory, Corey's a a winner. Corey's a winner. <laughs> Corey's a winner. <laughs> um, well, let's move on them. to our fourth team, which was Nick and Stacy. And their build was, of course, from Shang-Chi and the legend of Ten of the Ten Rings. And mm-hmm. in this story, this is the ultimate climax where he is fighting Dweller in Darkness. And they focused on capturing the monster and obviously the action with Shang-Chi leaping into the air, ready to strike the final blow at the enemy. So, Mel, what was your takeaway about Nick and Stacy's
1: build? Um, My takeaway was uh, that I think this was probably one of the most stressful builds for them, too. I, I, (laughs) I definitely, definitely love the way they executed this thing. Um they got the water waves in there, like you know, you getting those white splashes or those white accents in there to show the you know the the, yeah. the overflow of the water. That's that's very imperative, it is. Uh, because you know, not water has shades and 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 depths and stuff like that. So you kind of get that. And he does uh they does they do a, a very good uh, brick builder to show some of those depths on it. Yeah. Love the technique he did with the minifig, just letting it hang from from support versus just, you know, brick stacking and showing him just, you know, from the bottom, which is our traditional way of showing some type of implied motion. Uh, you let them hang in the air from from the from the uh, from the top of the bill which is out from the shot um i think that the only thing i love the monster uh you know and 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 i expect that from nick like i, I expect you know yeah. the quality bills from nick because uh, i'm a fan but the only only thing is that it's that quality quantity type thing right and 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 i think that they if they build a backdrop behind the water splash i think they they'll from the bottom two they'll get emerge to the top two in this and i think that was the only thing that negative Space. Let me tell you, folks. If you if you're listening and you find yourself on Lego Masters, <laughs> Brickmaster Jamie hates negative space. He yep, doesn't yep. like negative space. He, he, he he's a big big component of you using all of your space.
0: Yeah. He says one of my Jamie said one of my biggest challenges with this model is the negative space. I can actually see the background and it distracts from the actual model that you've made. The shots on the show didn't bother me, frankly, but I imagine being live and seeing it in 3D, it probably becomes more distracting. And I guess the other nuance that I'm curious about is when you see literally every other build having a backdrop, I'm I'm sort of curious why, you know, like. If that was part of the calculus, which is like, shoot, <laughs> you know, like every, <laughs> literally everyone else has one. Maybe there was something we were missing, but um, but what did you think, Corey? What did you think about this one?
2: Man, I I was feeling the pressure with this with this build as well. Um, yeah, I I totally disagree with um, I mean, Brickmaster Jamie, he he he's more experienced, he he's he's brickmaster jamie. <clears throat> but I feel <laughs> as though I mean negative space can be bad, um, but negative space can also be good because it kind of forces you to kind of focus on the build as opposed to the background. And, you know, with the shot that they gave them, you're you're literally looking at an upwards angle of Shang-Chi coming down to the dweller in the darkness. Sure. So you don't have a a good idea of what the background is. I mean, all you see is really the sky and the sky is gray. So it's like, it's really hard. I think this challenge was really hard because of the angle. Because you're focused on the waves. Because you want to capture the waves and the wave in motion. That's really your background, so to speak. The waves is the background. And your monster coming out the, the waves is your foreground. And then you have your Shang-Chi character right there suspended. And I figured, honestly, I didn't think they needed a background for their build. Because, you know, all the action is in that wave. And that's yeah. what you really want to capture. And I when, when I was hearing Brickmaster Jamie saying what he said, I was like, I, I feel like like you you're kind of being a stickler when it comes to this background stuff, because I don't think you really need it for this particular build. And I don't think they needed it. Um, yeah, because I, I felt like they, they did a great job with the waves. At first, I was struggling at the initial uh building of the waves because I was like, man, how are they going to really bring this out? And just seeing them going back and forth with the colors and everything like that. But then when it came out and seeing the waves and seeing mm-hmm. the transparent pieces in there and seeing the monster coming out and then seeing Shang-Chi suspended... I I I saw everything come together and I was like, man, they this episode had me going. Cause I was thinking <laughs> this wasn't going to turn out the way it did. And it turned out phenomenal. And I don't think they needed a background. And yeah, you know, I was really, really hard pressed to believe they needed one.
0: I, I'm 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 pretty much with you. I, I I feel like if anyone didn't, it would be this one. And it's sort of um I know it's, it's a little bit unfortunate to think that they would have to build these incredibly tall waves and then build like a plate, you know, incredibly tall plate backdrop behind them that would be mostly covered, except for that t- little top section. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if there was some clever way they could have attached it to the big waves so that it sort of could have started maybe for the last third of the build versus having to build it from the base. Maybe that would have been the only way is just and and literally just to block the rest of the studio, not to add anything. I would have made it all black. I mean, I literally would have made it all black if I was them. Um, Mm -hmm. But but yeah, it's you're a little damned if you do damned if you don't in that instance. But yeah, I mean, a lot of really great techniques. You know, we didn't talk too much about the dweller in darkness, but that was a very, very unique creature. You know, the main head with its open mouth, the dark red in the mouth and the black teeth the curved black tongue, kind of all the the horns and, and and elements on the back of the head curving back. And then that large claw hand with the posable fingers. I felt like that was very impactful, um, which I really yeah. liked. Yeah. But overall, I, I do I agree. I think this one was pretty good and it really came together, especially despite all the struggles that they had in the earlier part of the episode. It was I was glad to see this build come out of this team. Um but yeah, we we only yeah. have one team left. Of course, this is the team that we, we know was struggling going into this, this part of the challenge. And that's Emily and Liam. And their build, of course, was from Captain Marvel. And this is the scene where Captain Marvel takes on Ronan's fleet and stops this missile mid-air. Corey take us home on this one. What did you think about how Emily and Liam's build ultimately came together?
2: Ultimately, uh, I think they nailed exactly the image that they were going for. That iconic pause in time of of Captain Marvel stopping that missile. And Liam was very adamant about getting this right because he knew... There was nothing else really to focus on. What what background were you really going to make for that? Yeah. guy, Right. So there's no, there's, there's there's not a lot of effort that needs to go into that. The, the centerpiece of the piece is that missile. And the way he constructed the missile, he wanted to get every curve right, which he did. He wanted to get that light surging in the center of it, which he did. He wanted to make sure that Captain Marvel was positioned just right. To stop it and the way she's angled perfect like I've been saying this a long time Liam is like you know every every season you have that that kind of that that prodigy that that builder who can literally versatile their building style to meet every single challenge Liam is one of those builders he's a young builder too so you know just to see him work that out and get that all together man I, I was like I was impressed I was blown away how the how he was able to build that and then, you know, putting together the background and and that is a crutch for this type of challenge. Like you need to have a backdrop, but the, the challenge is not the backdrop. It's it's capturing that moment, you know, and I think capturing that moment should be the, the focal point. But, you know, seeing them kind of struggle to put the background up and, you know, and because they were in such a good height, they had to build a background that was going to match that height. And it's hard to really keep things thin standing upright and they were just struggling to get it all together. But I do like how they were trying to get a 2D background. Like they try to get the exhaust from the the rocket ship. They try to get uh uh Captain Marvel's proposal, uh I guess discharge or whatever in that background as well. I think that was really good for them to try to do that. Um but man, that background is such a crutch in this in this challenge because it takes away from you know where your focus is and that is to get that scene. And as much as they did getting it and nailing that scene, everything else just didn't come together.
0: I know. And and it's so crazy. Like, obviously, all the drama, I was like, I would like when Emily's getting choked up, I'm getting choked up, like all this stuff. But it really did sort of come together. I mean, like, besides like the backdrop, not having that perfectly flat top, and like those center plates sort of coming down and maybe being a little angled backwards, because they weren't probably pressed in perfectly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it sort of did come together. I mean, far, far more than I would have expected, because they only showed us angles from the side, you know, when we were in the build phase, we never got to see it from the front, but Mel, what was your takeaway about this one?
1: Oh man, this is um, the focal point, that missile, he he definitely, you could tell he put his his whole heart into that missile, cause it's great. Not only, you know, you executed the angles that you were trying to get, but you also put lights in this thing too. So, yeah. you know, and, and that's a plus to that. I mean, but at, you know, the time that he he used to, to do that, you know, you teach mom a quick technique and, and she works that background for you. Like uh, only thing I would probably change is I probably wouldn't have done the background in all tile. I probably would have tried to brick it out and try to give the sky a little bit more depth. Um, you do that and then you can incorporate that exhaust of the of the of the rocket um, and by brick building it and attaching it to the background. um it, You know, that that would help as well, too, that that would probably had them survive another round, you know? Um, yeah. And it's tough because it's not, it's not a bad build. It's just that, you know, in this stage, in the, you know, this stage, of the game, you know, you talk about a hundred grand, you know, everything counts, everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Jamie sort of hit on an interesting point that I hadn't thought of, because I think to your point, Corey, I was sort of impressed by the glow that they were able to create with their backdrop. And he mm-hmm. said though, and I would have loved to see, have seen the same energy that you have on the inside of your missile go out the back. Um, mm-hmm. That. Nice exhaust coming out should have been much more spectacular. And I guess they probably could have done like a brick built, like flame you know, kind of a build coming out the back. And it was one of those elements that like didn't really hit on me until Jamie said it. But yeah, I mean, yeah. They, I guess they probably yeah. could have, especially since that's all they had to build. And I think the hard part is like, you know, and we've seen this in other other uh, episodes and, and other seasons, like when all you have to build is this one missile, you really have to get it right. And mm-hmm. in so many ways, like you said, they did. I mean, the angles, it was so complex. I was like, just really impressed with how much detail, texture, unique part usage they used to create all those facets of that missile. But I guess one of those elements probably should have been the flaming exhaust out the back, you know, where it maybe looked a little too static, um, you know, in the way it existed there. But I honestly think, especially considering what happened during that first part of the of the build, you know, phase, I was very impressed with this one and how it came out. And, you know, Mel, your classic line, like everyone's only two degrees apart. I mean, it really does feel that way, you know, even as we enter into the results portion of this challenge, you know, so when, you know, of course we're, we get to the results and there's a top two and a bottom two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, Brendan and Greg are safe. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it sort of feels like mostly, you know, for the top two, Brendan and Greg are still a contender, but obviously for the bottom two, they wouldn't be, but our top two are Dave and Emily and Steven and Steven, Dave and Emily, they, uh, Jamie said, you guys have a great scene. We loved your obelisk and the fact that you had some nice sculpting ability on there, but you also captured the energy of this scene. This was really brought to life in a spectacular way. Yeah. And for Steven and Steven, they, Amy said, you really captured that snapshot of the scene we were looking for and all your love of the Marvel Cinematic Universe just shone through. You gave us a scene that was full of chaos and great details. I will say, it, it, it could have almost been like a, a bit of a drinking game. How many times they said the full Marvel cinematic universe versus like MCU or like Marvel movies or you know, I feel like that might have been a contractual obligation to oh, say yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe. But oh yeah. But I thought that was funny. Um, and really I was I I thought this could have gone either way. I really truly did. But yeah. the team that came out on top this time around was Steven and Steven. So, Corey, I'm curious to get your thoughts. You know, what did you think about this top two? our ultimate win from Steven and Steven this time around
2: um given given the teams available to be selected for the top 2 i think these two teams definitely deserve the spot um there's a story being told with, with uh david and emily they've been in the top three the top two three times already and yeah. they and even emily was like always the bridesmaid never the bride <laughs> or, or ever the bride whatever the uh, the saying goes yeah, you got it. um i i i do think that um as much as i love Stevens and stevens i i thought that dave and emily had a had a, a little bit of an edge on them um just given what they had to build and how much the the focal point of the build was was highlighted, and it was just it, it it stands out. It stands out. Like you could immediately, if you was to walk by and identify the scenes, you could identify what this scene was. Where yes. with even in Stephen, yes, you will be able to identify it, but you had to look a little harder to cat to see like oh this is from wait is this from avengers when they were fighting in the city wait no this is from you know like when it came yeah. to you know david emily you can i immediately identify what it's from and maybe that's based on the the imaging but um i thought they did edge them out a little bit but i'm glad steven and Stephen i even told steven if you lost this challenge i was going to take your marvel card from you Oh. <laughs> yes. so I even told him I told him ahead of time I said dude if you lose this challenge take your Marvel card so I'm glad oh that they my got gosh. It. I'm glad he won but I thought David Evelyn definitely had a had a stronger build
0: all right well I guess Stephen you get to keep your Marvel card um but yeah keep I, mean, I really could have seen it going either way you know it's and it's yeah, tough me too. you know yeah. Steven and Steven has, have obviously won challenges before. Like it would have been so great to see Dave and Emily clinch this one. Cause like I said, they've been heating up. So like, I really, mm-hmm. I I thought it was all building to that. Uh, so I was a bit disappointed. Um, Not to say Steven and Steven didn't deserve it. Of course uh, right. we're We're comparing. Carrots of diamond, you know, we're not comparing, you know, one good thing to one bad thing. But Mel, what did you think? Not to
1: give a crown to anybody just, just for sake, but, I, you know, I'm with Dave and Emily, man. I think their sculpt and ability in this challenge was very much superb, right? Like, you know, I think they were king in this challenge. Um, And then you take the two scenes um, and, and you know, both are very identif- uh, identical. Like, you, you know, you can identify them. Um, yeah. And uh, I just, I just, I'm leaning towards Emily and Dave because of the sculpting ability of that that monster. That thing was larger than life. Uh, versus, you know, the uh, the scene that Stephen and Stephen had to work with. Uh, um, you know, to me, city city scenes are so easy. So they're just like almost mere to me. But you yeah. know, something like as that, that that monster scene, I think that in in you know, Dave and Emily were able to overcome you know the curves of this monster and actually sculpt it the way it looked on on film i'm with dave and emily you know
0: yeah i wonder if maybe Stephen and steven were able to edge them out because of the sheer volume of work um you mm-hmm. know i think to your I point because so. they could throw some yeah. of the city together they could expand on the scene in ways that sort of the judges never even asked for and mm-hmm. like all this sort of stuff you know it, you know is that fair i don't know it listen it's all subjective yeah. you know i mean at the Damn. end of the day Damn. so it's it's tough but listen Like I said, these two were, they were, they were edging each other out, you know, constantly and, you know, it it could have gone either way. But of course, when there's a top two and Greg and Brendan are safe, then there's only two people who could be in your bottom two. Um, And that was, of course, Emily and Liam and Nick and Stacy. Mm -hmm. Emily and Liam, they said... Jamie said, You had one of the cleanest scenes to recreate, which meant all of those parts had to be beautifully made. And you actually did give us some really nice light sculpting. Unfortunately, the finishing touches just weren't there. And for Nick and Stacy, Amy said, That wave really was gorgeous. But I think where it was so s- strong, it showed up some of the other flaws in your build. And we're at the stage in the competition where we are really nitpicking at every tiny detail. Mm-hmm. And this was also another tough part. Uh, normally, I would just tell you who who was the team that went home. But, I, you know, when when Amy was explain or when Jamie, I should say, was explaining who was going home, he says, this is really tough for me. And he starts choking up right there. Yeah, You both, yeah. you're both really great teams, but one team does have to go home. So the team I need to send home today is Emily and Liam. And this was unique because the scene just went silent. You yeah. hear Emily sort of very quietly say, "I'm really proud of you, honey." And there's and there's just like a hush that co- sort of comes over the studio. Mm-hmm. And Amy even goes on to say, you know, getting choked up herself, "You guys have given us some absolutely incredible builds, and I know you're going to inspire many more parent and child com- combinations in future years because you really have brought so much to the competition." Mm-hmm. And they really did. So you know, Mel, what was your takeaway about this? You know, obviously you're, you're, you're nitpicking at every detail. It's only going to be a tiny thing that makes you either the team on top or the team on bottom this time mm-hmm. around. But you know, what, what was your thoughts with Emily and Liam and having to say goodbye?
1: I think this was one of the most toughest goodbyes that the, the, the judges had to make and yeah. you still are net getting choked up as well too. Yeah. Um, so definitely Emily and Liam are, are a lovable, very lovable team. And they're they're probably a fan favorite, you know. Um Yeah. And, and it it's just, you know, the judges got it right. Yeah. Hands down, they got it right. At this stage in the age, you know, in the game, you're you're competing for that hundred grand and we go on to the final. So you either got it or you know, you got to be in a playoff, you you have to be perfect to get yeah. to that championship. You gotta be perfect. You know, and uh, um, they just wasn't as perfect as they they normally were, you know, today. Um, and it, it sucks because, like, nobody wants to get sent home. Nobody wants to. And and it kind of takes me back to where me and, you know, eventually I, I caught up with Boone and Boone had hey, he told me, he said, hey, look, you know, I had to have a talk with, with Mark because Mark was upset that you and and Jermaine got voted off and, and and it was bad. He said I had to tell him, hey, look, you know, we love them. But, you know, don't forget what we're here for we here to win this competition, you know, and, and that, and that's yeah. what it is is that we might not agree who goes home or who wins but it, but at the end it's a competition. And in, in the end, I feel like the Highlander, right? There only could be yeah. one.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. And it just gets like more and more gut wrenching to say goodbye and, You know, to your point, like, especially when they walked out, everyone's crying. Amy's crying. We see Will wiping away tears, which, you know, that doesn't happen every episode. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it was really touching, though, you know, even just to see the relationship between the two of them, because, you know, while some of the heated, you know, parts of their relationship came at the end of the build phase, I think the Mm -hmm. Liam and Emily we know and love came out here in this, you know, sad goodbye. You know, Liam said to come here and spend this time with my mom and with all these amazing builders here and learn from the masters. It's really been such an incredible experience. And I know, you know, Corey, you got to spend some time with your brother too. And especially as we get older and Liam's about to go off to college, getting that sort of quantity of time and quality of time with someone you love, you don't always get anymore, you know? So what's your thoughts in saying goodbye to them?
2: Yeah, this, this was a hard, this was a hard uh, goodbye uh, for me. Um, Just watching it. I I even got a little emotional watching it because just seeing what this team has brought every single week and just, I, I look at the body of work, you know, and then getting to that elimination, you know, what, what really, was it really just that, that build that caused them to be eliminated? More than likely, yes. Um, just appreciating the body of work that they were able to give. And, you know, um, it was, it was a hard, I I was, I was struggling on this, on this elimination. Um, I, I I didn't believe they should have went home just based on the body of work that they gave out. Um, But at the same time, I don't believe the other team, which is Nick and Stacey, deserve to go home because of their body of work as well. Um, But it it puts me into a very weird space watching the show because perception starts to take over. And even Mm -hmm. though, you know, me as a viewer, I'm viewing the show kind of with trying to view it with lens that doesn't know the back end. Um, or doesn't know like how how intense the judging goes through, because it's it's a very intense process, the judging, because they are they are discussing for a long period of time. And for us, it feels like forever because we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. But they're really discussing these bills. And, um you know, the perception is just it just hurts because it's like, man, this mm-hmm. is this is a team that has been you know, they've been on top. They kind of cruise the middle and the one this one build sends them home it, it's, it's uh, it was a hard it was a hard pill for me to swallow um and um you know they're a great team they're an amazing team um but i but like mel said the, the competition remember why you're here and you know when it came to uh stacy and nick they are a very um exuberant team um and they are they are they're very very um very very good and how they build and what they put out. So, um th- there's a lot of things I could say to that. Um but um again, when it comes down to it, it's about getting to the finale and um it could just be that one measure of something you lack. It could just be that one thing that sends you home. And unfortunately for this team, that's what sent them home. And yeah, I don't agree with it, but it's the nature of the beast. So you have to keep, you have to continue.
0: I know. And it's tough. Cause like, you know, like to your point, the, from a body of work standpoint, you know, this is their first time in the bottom and it's the first time that they're going home. You know, I think in your yeah. season, maybe even more evidently, oftentimes you'd have one week where you're in the bottom too. And then the next week would be the week you went home. So it sort of felt like, you know, while other people, you know, sort of were maintaining momentum. There were some teams that like just started to fall, you know, kind of back, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, you know, whereas that this one, obviously Nick and Stacy have been in the bottom now for a few weeks. And, you know, but in some ways it gives me more confidence in the judging because they're not saying, well, you know, Nick and Stacy, they've been in the bottom. We, should, you know, Emily and Liam had the worst build, but like, or not worse. You know, um, based on all the judging criteria, you know, they were the bottom right. build. But mm-hmm. you know, but you know, Nick and Stacy, they, they've been in the bottom, so we'll send them home instead. You know, yeah. I, 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 it gives me more confidence, to be honest, that it's really about just how good your build is, and they're, and you know, they're not saying. Well, looking at their body of work, I think I should probably send. Home, you know, I, I I'm sort of I'm sort of I feel at least any amount better, which I, I don't feel good at all. Obviously, saying goodbye to Emily and Liam, but I do feel good about the competition and the integrity of the competition because, like you said, it is a competition, and yeah. you know so, you know sometimes the dog has his day and sometimes he doesn't, and so
2: you know it's tough. And Mike, you know, I I agree to that point because my initial reaction was I was I was furious, you know, watching that, and then you know when I took a step back and I and I and I watched it again. Uh, just to just to kind of get just to kind of get in the mindset of of Amy and Jamie they have an incredibly difficult job for and, sure you know a, a lot of the fan base are like oh there there's another person making making decisions and that's not the case um, they are they are literally two designers from Lego and they are given this incredible task to to select a winner and unfortunately send a team home and you know this is this is the 10th challenge. So you, you start to understand some of these builders and you're, 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 you're creating that rapport. And now you have to be the bearer of bad news, so to speak. And, you know, when you see Jamie with, you know, choking up immediately. You know, it, it you could tell that, you know, this was a very hard decision and and the judging, it, it doesn't get any easier from this point. So, you know, um, yeah, it, it does, it does solidify the integrity of the show um because of the fact that, you know, they're really going based on the body of work that's in front of them. And, you know, it 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 just it lights a fire under you you know if you're that team that's like all right well in this case Nick and Stacy all right this lit a little fire under us cuz now it's like we're we're here now it's time to go full steam ahead so you know yeah. yeah well
0: and 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 you know so one quick thing before we move on you know i i know Liam and, and Emily are going to do amazing things i mean Liam is already yeah. an unbelievable builder. I can't even imagine, you know, what he's going to do next. And, and I think they both are an inspiration. So I'm very excited to see what the future holds for the two of them. Um, yeah. But then the only thing that sort of you reminded me of, of course, with Nick and Stacy and kind of as we think about every episode carrying the baggage from the previous episodes, this is a very unique next episode. So let's talk about it, which is that you buckle your seatbelts. We're holding the ultimate Lego race. And in this challenge, we hear Will say you'll be pairing up to build your very own NASCAR race car. So this is a really interesting one. And it sort of reminds me, honestly, almost exactly about what happened in your season with the you know good versus evil challenge. Mm-hmm. In your season, you know, we had Mark and Boone and Sam and Jessica. We had um, Tyler and Amy and Aaron and Christian entering our final four. You know, there was certainly a team, you know, in that mix that was probably doing, you know, being in the bottom two a little bit more than others, and we're entering this this point where now you have to pair up uh, with your teammate or with your uh, competitors. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is that for Nick and Stacy, you know, this could be their chance to part have their partner help them, or you know, to to their partner, Nick and Stacy have been the bottom. Does that hurt me? You know, to have Nick and Stacy on my team. So I think right. like it's an interesting place to either hide or thrive. I mean, I mean, it's it's an interesting challenge you know in that sort of regard and i'm almost surprised that they're that they're doing it for this like lead up to the finale because you know theoretically this could take someone out you know at least with the good versus evil challenge it was clear and and demonstrable what each team worked on in this one i'm not sure it is so part of <laughs> me feels like there is one team that is going to make it together to the finals you know and then maybe half of another team is going to make it so you know Corey, i'm curious to get your thoughts because Even just the game mechanics here are like bending my mind.
2: Right. Um, You know what? It's hard to tell because this season has been very unpredictable. The first challenge... We sent someone home. Middle yeah. of the of the of the competition, nobody got sent home. <laughs> middle of the competition, a new team entered. So, oh. to be quite honest, I'm thinking that the bottom team, the both of them, are going to go home, and it's going to be wow. a one on one for the mm. fi- for the finale. That's what I'm thinking, because uh, the way they've just been switching it up, I'm like, man, I I I don't think they're going to go the same route that we did, because you know, people are going to be like, oh yeah, we've seen this in season one, you know. So, I think they're going to shake this up. And I think that's what we're going to get. We're going to get either, you know, the top two, the, the team that wins, you guys are in the finals, the team that loses you guys are going home. Yeah, so, wow. I mean, it, it could be, man, it, it, it could be a lot. Cause you know, you mentioned it, you know, the, the team that, you know, they could, could have two teams that have kind of been at the top for most of the competition feeling at ease and the teams that are not necessarily there is like, okay, well, you know, are you guys going to help us? Or are you going to drag us? You know? And I, I think with this challenge, I don't think any of that stuff matters because it's all about how you build and you have strong builders on all teams. So (laughs) this is going to be a very interesting challenge and episode. So I'm curious to see how they do it.
0: Well, I think you make a good point, which is like part of these challenges too, is like, is this the challenge that suits you? So maybe a team that have been struggling is because there are challenges that don't suit them. And maybe this is the one that would have suited them the best, you know? Mm -hmm. So you really can't say anyone is like a a worse team than another. Like when they're all at such a caliber and we're now here at the Mm -hmm. final four. So to your point, I think it is anyone's game. I'm not trying, and I I wasn't trying to throw any shade against Nick and Stacy. It's just an interesting, you know, kind of point for them to be in the competition, but also they're they're making real life drivable go-karts. Mel, I have to imagine you're excited about this.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. We've seen a drivable go-kart, but it wasn't made out of, out of Lego was made out of cake. (laughs) But, uh, um, you, uh yeah man i think this is what i think i think this is probably going to be a fun episode you got celebrities coming in here and they're yeah. doing the big nascar thing and i think this is this is probably to and, and mind you look you had one of your closest team team competitors just you know voted off so that's a lot of stress so i think that they 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 let the, the top off the, the pot to, to release the steam. And I don't think anybody go home on this one. I think that, I think that they, and it'll be surprised at the end. I think they'll roll with the four into the final. And so that you, you'll you get this, this nice, awesome, maybe, maybe, was it a, we got like three episodes left, maybe something like that. Uh, so, you, you know, you got that, you know, you get that, that, that four, but I, I think, I think the final becomes, a lot unpredictable with four teams because you just don't know who's the front runner versus the two. Wow. That Um, would be
0: crazy. And I could see that too. Part of me wonders, you know, maybe it's a final four, but there's a mini challenge and one team goes home before the main challenge. You know, like Mm -hmm. I can see that too. Because I think part of the fun, and I feel like this happens more on the celebrity editions of shows, is they, because they're celebrities, they want to keep more people in the show longer. And so Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's sort of what you're getting at, which is like, you know, why go down to three or even like why go down to two for the finale when more of the teams that we're all rooting for and love and everyone's picking their favorites or whatever it is, you know, more of them make it to the end. So I could certainly see that because like I said, I don't know how they're going to distinguish between the teams. So I think I think one of you are right. You know what I mean? Like, because I think it's gonna be hard to say, well, this team they when they when they worked on this thing, they should have gone home. I don't know you can't say that this time radio no, you know, it's no, too it's exactly. too confusing. you know, everybody's work is like uh you know, everybody threw their their lot in together in this in this one. So I am curious to see like so to your point, will we have four in in the finale episode or is that even the finale episode, I guess is what you're getting at Mel?
1: Um yeah. I think, you, I think you got four in finale. Yeah, I think you got four in the finale because then it becomes unpredictable, Absolutely. right? And people want to see unpredictable. I don't want I don't want to see the stuff you showed me last year. Show me something different, right? Yes. And take four in. And, and even so, like the it breaks up the monotony because like when you had that final three, love love my cast, castmates to death. But it kind of got mundane, like, you know, you didn't have Mark and Boone chipping it up with, you know, Jessica and and um and Sam. And then you didn't have Sam and Jessica chipping it up with Amy and and Amy and Tyler. It just, it was just everybody was focused on their bills heads down. And, you know, the the talk and all the chatter kind of kinda went away a little bit. So if you if you got if you got four in there and 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 granted, I think this is a very colorful group. You know, they they don't mind talking and and getting out in front of the camera. Um so you take those four. To this final, and it, it's worth watching because it's like, all right, I, you know. I, you know, the odds aren't into, you know, one team. Oh, I bet that team's going to win. That team's going to beat everybody. Like, you know, and, you know, so it becomes unpredictable because maybe maybe that last place team becomes the victor in the final. You don't know. Listen, in some
0: ways, I'd love to see it, you know, because I feel like that's like the, that's the, you know, the comeback story that we all love. Everybody loves rooting for the underdog, you know? So, yes, I mean, I think we're in for a lot of excitement. I'm curious to see to your point how it'll all play out um, because, you know, I don't know how many episodes we have left to your point. Like, you know, my thought was that we would have one more that takes us to three and then that would be the final three. But with this right. show, you never know. And actually with yeah. that in mind, I have an announcement, which is that a new team is going to enter next episode and it's me. I get a buy all through the the competition. I get to come in right at the finale. No, I'm just kidding.
2: person.
1: he had me, me go. I ain't gonna lie, he had me go. He did. <laughs> I was
2: like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you would be so hated. Oh <laughs> yes. I,
0: I wanted to blow my life up. Um, no, I'm just
2: kidding.
0: <laughs> no. no. Oh my god. Even if I got even if I got that quote unquote advantage, which you could argue is it an advantage or not to miss out on all the all the other episodes but if I got that quote-unquote unva- advantage it would help me zero amount and I would lose in like uh I don't even know like I, I like hey, something dude, you've never you seen so lose many before.
2: eyes so many daggers pointed to you
1: fast <laughs> and furious man that happened fast fast <laughs> and furious oh, yeah. oh
0: my gosh well uh, thank you for making this a fun and fast and furious episode. Um, as we conclude our podcast here, listen—it's always such a pleasure. I know during this crazy Thanksgiving break week, you know, week, I just appreciate you both making the time to join us. And like I said, I couldn't have done a Marvel episode without uh, my Avengers. I'm a I think I'm more like one of the agents that works at Shield, like not one that's in the field. <laughs> I probably work at a computer or something. But I'm glad I've got the Avengers I can call on uh, when I need when I need to bring in the big guns. So thank you both Those as always are for very being here.
1: Oh man, anytime, anytime. I love being here, man. Good laugh. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, well, if people
0: definitely. want to stay in touch with you, because they're going to want to see all the super builds that you guys are doing and everything else you've got going on. Where can they keep in touch with you, Mel?
1: Oh, so I just launched my Iceberg Bricks page on Facebook, Iceberg Bricks on Facebook, or, or you can catch me on my regular page, which is Mel Brown on Facebook. And then I'm also Iceberg underscore Bricks on Instagram and YouTube. Perfect. Yes. A lot of great
0: things going on for Mel you have to keep in touch with. And then Corey, if everyone wants to stay in touch with all the great things you're doing, where can they do
2: that? You can find me at Sam's Brago, S-A-M-Z-B-R-E-G-O on all platforms. Uh, you can check out some of the cool stuff me and my students are doing on a weekly basis. You can also check out what me and Mel are doing because me and Mel, we, we chop it up. We do some uh, we do some cool stuff, collaborations together, and that's always fun. So uh, you can definitely check me out there if you uh, want to see what I'm up to.
0: Well, they uh, between the two of you, they'll, they'll have content for days. Uh, but uh, thank you both so much. Like I said, this was... A super, super fun time uh, with the two of you. Yeah. So thanks again.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for having us, man. Oh, yeah, you bet, man.
0: I couldn't have assembled a better panel this week to break down the Marvel-themed episode than Mel and Corey, and it's always so much fun getting to talk about it all with them. And we've still got a lot in store for the rest of the season. Don't forget, coming up in your podcast feed next will be my exit interviews from episode 9 and 10. We'll all get a chance to talk to Austin and Justin and Emily and Liam. Plus, there's even more episode recaps coming Coming up after that, including the Christmas special. So with so much ahead of us, you're definitely going to want to stay subscribed to make sure you don't miss out on anything. So if you want to follow along with the podcast, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it now. And if you're listening on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review as it really helps others find the podcast. If you want even more Lego content, be sure to check out my YouTube channel Talk Bricks, where I cover the Lego news for the week every Saturday. And you can follow the channel on all social media platforms with the username at Talk Bricks. And if you want to follow the podcast, on Instagram and Facebook, it's TalkBricksmasters, and on Twitter, it's TB Masters. Thanks again, and I'll see you guys next time.